The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I joke around with Big J Okerson, and of course, Mickey Gall calls in. Fun for all. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts... Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Well, um, starting uh, without Matt, just because his train is delayed, and he hopped in a cab. He'll be here very shortly, um, but it was not his fault. And we have a phone call to get to soon. Mickey Gall, yeah, um, will be calling in. But it's funny. I'm starting with a, a guy I've known for many years, a very good friend, uh, Big Jay Okerson. I'm really happy Probably. you're here, Jay. Oh, thanks for having me. And uh, you know, people know Jay. I mean, Mickey's been on Legion of Skanks a bunch yeah. of times. You know him quite well. Absolutely. How, how long you been an MMA fan? I actually got into it way back at ground level when it was just you know a bouncer versus a sumo wrestler, right. like a ninja versus some guy. <laughs> Uh, which me and my stepfather got way into it and loved it. And then they made it illegal. And then by, I think when it came back, it took me a while. It took me probably about four or five years of it being back when it was like very uh, regulated sure. and weight classes and all that kind of stuff. It took me a while to get back into it because it seemed like everybody right away out of the gates came back with like, now it was all jujitsu, it felt like. It was all kind of ground right. stuff. And it, it felt a little boring, and then when it just like just as it evolved, I'd say about four five years into it being like the tail end of like the Chuck Liddell sure, careers sure. and Tito Ortiz careers, two thousand seven, so yeah, eight maybe yeah, yeah. I'd catch those guys. I mean, I, I kind of came in right at the end of their those guys' careers and then watched the next uh, batch follow. But I love it now. I, I mean, think Chuck is the first fighter I ever interviewed. Like Joe would come on like two thousand five, and he would bring these guys from the Ultimate Fighter house in. But I think Chuck is the first around two thousand seven, the first legit UFC fighter I ever spoke to and it was on the Opie and Anthony show I think it was I think it was Chuck but it was around 2007 and uh, it's so much fun I know Lewis does the uh, podcast with Bisping too and Lewis has kind of been one of your partners for a long long time <laughs> yeah Lewis we saw Chuck Liddell at uh, Mel's Diner out in LA one oh, yeah. night and he was dressed in a suit I don't know he must have come back from some event with his wife and Lewis was like yeah he goes I just walked by he goes he was actually wasn't that cool to me I was, I was a little disappointed how not cool he was and we're like what did you do and he walked by and did like the you know Iceman. And he just kind of uh, did acknowledge him. And I'm like, yeah, you just did the weirdest thing. Yeah, of course he wasn't cool. Like, Aren't you in entertainment, you idiot? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You don't yell fan shit. You want to just stand outside with a picture and ask him to sign it. <laughs> Fucking Lewis. I've got your wrestling cards. <laughs> you walk up and say, hey, man, I love that fight against uh, whatever. Oh, hey, man, you were doing great against Rich Franklin before. Then he would know you're a fan. You know, you're fucking nice. You're breaking Franklin's arm before he dropped you. Just a drive by of sup. Yeah. Iceman. Like, the guy didn't come over and give me any love for that. Yeah, of course not. It's the same <laughs> greeting you'd yell at Richard Kuklinski if you walk by his cell. What the fuck is what talking about? <laughs> Ice man. <laughs> it's crazy that he fucking... Uh... Chuck's a weird guy, though. Like, I know Chuck fairly well. And there's times where you'll think, like, he's not into it, but he's just in his own zone. Like, I saw him at uh, Matt's Hall of Fame induction. And so he's like, hey, what's going on? You know, sometimes he's just kind of in his own little world. And there's other times where he'll stop and make eye contact and engage you. You know, what he's Chuck Liddell. hot uh, singer he was with for a long time? Oh, I don't know. Was it Nick Acosta? Do not know. 
she, whatever it was, she was beautiful. It just seems so weird. I think she's like younger than him. I mean, good for him. They all love fighters. Demi Lovato is dating fucking Luke Rockhold. They oh, all love be. fighters. She'll be, she'll be dating him again at some point. You hope so, for his sake. <laughs> Although Luke's a fucking... I saw Luke. We had him on the show when we were out there. And Luke's a guy that walks around, and I like him a lot. But I saw him the, uh, at, at, at the event, and he was walking around wearing like white linen slacks with no underpants. I'm like, that's a confident guy. <laughs> Luke's a fucking animal. You know what I mean? So Luke will have no problem picking off another hot girl. Uh, but they all love fucking fighters, man. All the know, girls love fighters. I didn't fighters. even know that. Here's yeah. here. Oh, is um, he here? Good. I didn't even know they had that thing, but I think it was Nick Acosta. Did you look that up? At yeah, all? I couldn't. I don't know. It didn't say. Oh, Matt's probably running to that. I think that was the one. Wasn't that the one that he like. Famously, they had a video of them working out naked together, mm. like him and his chick. I think that's the girl he's with now. Is that really? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So oh, maybe I'm wrong. Was it like a fake Nike commercial or something? They were just yeah, wearing sneakers? Yeah, yeah. Is that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to see who the name is. It just says, like, with hot girlfriend. Oh, I thought it was. I, th- I think it's his wife, whose name I don't remember, um, who I've met a thousand times. I just can't remember yeah. um, her name. Oh, yeah. I bet George St. Pierre, like, in Montreal, cleans Le- up. Dude, I saw him in Montreal last week. I said hello to him. I don't know him well at all. Right, right. But um, everybody was just staring at him while he's at the valet, you know. And it's like, yeah, you know, GSP in Montreal probably is a fucking pussy machine. Oh, yeah. I bet it just rains down on him. Yeah. French. They love his weird uncircumcised peg. They do. <laughs> and the fact he's barefoot all the time. They're like, this guy's organic. <laughs> his unclipped hog and his fucking bare feet. Oh, they all just want him to fuck him in a pile of leaves. Uh, it looks like Heidi Northcott is who, who we're talking about. Isn't that his girlfriend now, video. though? I'm not sure. I think Heidi's yeah. his girlfriend now, oh, okay. his wife now. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I think he dated like a singer before that or something. Who do you like watching now? I mean, there's so many guys, but you're right. When it was just jujitsu or just this, but MMA, man, as it gets more and more like the mixed martial arts part of it, it's so fun to watch the different matchups, the different styles. Like the, every card is good. So it'll go places that you didn't think it would go. I thought that uh, Ngannou, I thought he was going to kill Stipe in that in that fight, and then just like he look, like he was for a minute, and then just gassed out like those things, yeah. like those kind of like unpredictables or things. Just what you just like see a guy who's a monster. And, you know, I still kind of go into it looking like, how do you? Would I judge this in a bar fight? Yes. I'm like, well, that guy for sure. That was always the fun. That was the fun of the UFC, I think, from the beginning was that. Because I remember Hoist Gracie, that was the thing. He'd be like, well, look at this maniac monster he's going against. And you're like, are they hugging for a half hour? And then the guy would tap and be like, his arm's broken. (laughs) Wow. And uh, that was, I used to really enjoy that. Now it's it's like, uh, it's hard to have a favorite guy because, you know, it's like, it's not like wrestling where it's like, you know, it's it's hard to have a favorite because the storylines like swing around so much. But I mean, this, this last fight they had um, this last weekend was yeah, T.J. Dillashaw. I mean, like, what an unlikable face. <laughs> he and, looks like every guy that fucks your girlfriend at the beach. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and Cody Garbrandt looks like the guy your mom lets stay over a lot because... You <laughs> He's know, a nice boy. Yeah, his house was all fucked up. <laughs> Dad used to kick his ass, and he would help, he would help you when you had troubles. And then to see Dillashaw just... Devastating. Just again... Almost the same exact way. Yeah, but, but sooner. Yeah, really and, crazy, man. That, that was impressive. And watching Ngannou, you're right, man. The thing about Ngannou is we look at him like, you know, guys who don't fight look at him the way we look at fastball pitchers. Like, you watch a guy that throws 102, and you're like, holy fuck! But if he throws down the middle, every guy in the major leagues can put that in the fucking center field bleachers. Yeah. It's nothing for those guys. The key to them is to guess what they're going to throw. But once they know it, fast as you want to throw it, I'll hit it out of the park. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so yeah, like Stipe against a guy like Ngannou. They know he hits hard, but they're like, everyone in the heavyweight division can knock you out. Like, Mark Hunt can knock you out with one punch. Fuck yeah. it. You know, Stefan Struve, all those guys right. can knock yeah, you out. Yeah, when we talked to Stipe, you asked him about that, and he was like, yeah, you know, he hits hard. But yeah, hard. he said he hits he really care. hard. Yeah. But he goes, oh, I got the best team. You know, he's always crediting his team. And he just knows, I'll grab this motherfucker and hold him against the fence, and he won't do anything. But it just don't get, don't get caught. Right. Um, what do you think about DC Brock? That's going to be a fun fight to watch. Yeah, it is, and that's DC saying it's his last fight. He's been saying that for a while, though. Like, he's 39 now, and he's yeah. like, hey, man, when I'm 40, I'll stop. Uh, or before I'm 40, I'll stop. And I, I'm happy. Like, I like Stipe. But Dana said uh, on the last episode that whoever won that fight was getting Brock. You know, it's a big money fight. Connor's finally going to come back and fight. Look, Jones is out. Ronda's gone. They don't have as many giant fucking, you know, these giant pay-per-view guys are few and far between. Yeah, all their crossover names actually just cross over right. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ronda Rousey's... Uh, WWE now. Oh, I know. Thank God she found that. I heard she's really good in that. She's great. Yeah. I don't follow wrestling very much, but uh, I heard she's really good in it. But that's good because they just 
that movie she was just in, they cut her down from co-star to did like they? three lines or something. What was the movie? Mile, was it Roadhouse? Mile 22. Roadhouse got scrapped altogether. Right. I guess like... And they really everything I keep hearing is that it's just she's just that bad of an actress. You know what though, she'll uh, in, in you know here's one of the reasons she might be because at first she struggled on the mic in WWE, but she's a real fighter and she's used to just saying, uh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on like she's used to just being truthful." Mm-hmm. And so for her to have to pretend to be someone else, hopefully WWE will kind of valley her back up a little bit and she'll be able to do that because she's going to be a huge fucking star in WWE. She already yeah. is. Like yeah, she'll she, get more movies. She's just getting started with yeah. the two. So. And the acting, like, yeah. It's hard when when act uh, like athletes become actors. It's really... I mean, look, obviously OJ and the Towering Inferno is the exception. It's masterful. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. But it's kind of hard when these guys cross over. Uh, and Connor's finally coming back and fighting uh, Khabib in October. Where are that? That's in Vegas. That that's fight. in Vegas. Yeah. What do you think of that one? You know, Dana said the same thing I said yesterday. Why do I have to give myself credit? That's so annoying that I have to. No, but it's, it's uh, important. everyone's picking Khabib to win. And a part of me thinks that in that first round, Connor could drop him because every time you think Connor's going to get beaten up, he doesn't. Like I thought Eddie Alvarez was going to keep him against the fence and pound the shit out of him. Connor's takedown defense was better. Again, Eddie is not Khabib. But Connor, uh, he was able to land on him. And Khabib gets landed on. When yeah. Khabib is going in, he does get hit. And he's a giant head, and if Connor catches him with a fucking left, I mean, Khabib could drop, and yeah. no one's ever knocked this guy out. GSP thinks that's why he's going to win, but that's why I think he could lose. Eventually, you're due to lose. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, and point. Connor's uh, striking coach Owen Roddy basically said he's predicting a first round, second round knockout for Connor. He thinks he'll land on him, and he will hurt him. He might, and and again, going in, but he does get hit. Like when you look at Michael, Michael uh, Johnson, yep. was lighting him up in that first round. I mean, he was yeah. lighting, and again, he, Michael Johnson, no disrespect, is not Connor. Connor, you know, for all the shit he talks, hits fucking hard. Yeah. And is accurate. Yeah, I'm just curious to see what that long layoff, though. That's always the thing. That's a long, long... And I like that there's actually... I, I like the wrestling element to UFC. Yeah. Now, but it does go too far sometimes. I think sometimes it gets a little bit like, geez, there's no way these guys have a problem with each other like that. Well, when they like, try to put it, it on... It starts getting real. It's like, he fucked my girlfriend back in eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when it, when, it, when it gets to be almost like, uh, you've insulted my instructor, like in the old karate movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. what's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Um, we just started a couple of minutes ago. Doc, uh, did, you, did you use the bathroom? No, that's why I don't want to give Jay my hand. I washed. <laughs> what's up, big Jay? How are you, man? Nice to meet you. Hello, pal. Jay. Good to see you. Oh, you guys have never met? No, now we did. No, we never officially met, but it was funny. Oh. Why, uh, obviously, aside from fighting, uh, why no Matt... Probably didn't he make this link, but a long time ago, his studio out in Long Island, oh. um, you had met somewhere my ex-wife and my daughter. You can't and, prove anything, Big J. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> no, you had asked my uh, my daughter to start coming to your school, and I I tried to convince oh. her to go because she's six foot tall. She's fifteen years old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> really get her in there, but could she's you, just could not. Can you straighten out this story, Big J, before people start thinking I'm talking yeah. to this tall 15 year old and tell so them anyway, to come down like I'm some kind you of. You gave guy. her your number. <laughs> what the hell is you going told her to on call here? after we're, we're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and you really are a big guy, Big J. I thought it was an ironic name. No, like if Jay I was lost like, weight, too. If I was tall, mad, or something. <laughs> uh, he's, he's thinner than he was. Jay oh, you were big as oh, yeah, heavy, yeah. heavy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very oh, heavy. He's a big guy. Yeah. I'm a short guy. Jimmy, good to see you, man. Dude, guys, it ain't my first of all. I don't want to be like that guy who has an excuse. It was my fucking fault. No, that's fucking Fifty Nine Street. That shit breaks down so close. I would have been here. All right, nobody's giving me shit. I just I don't have to explain myself. <laughs> we explain that. Well, you're, I mean, it's not cool that I, I come late. We explain that something broke down and you took a cab. It is what it is. It I didn't take a cab though. Why'd you do? Because I figured by the time I walk out, the train will come, and uh, I was right. The oh, train, okay. The train came. Am I still sweating, Jimmy? Is that what you're I, prefer, I like Am it when I you're sweating. It shows a man who has else? rolled a little bit this morning. What's that? I, I did some... Uh, you know, I got that shit drained behind my knee. Look at that. Oh, you did? It's back. Look at it. What is that? It's a, it's a fucking, cyst. It's a cyst that I got drained, and it came back already. Why does it come back so Guys, fast? Guys, I came here. I'm shitting all over the show, Jay. Can we talk about Jason studio? Hold on. But why, does, <laughs> why, why does it... Uh, I want to know about I don't cyst. know. You see this thing, Christopher Dusa? I saw it the other day, yeah. That sucks that it came back. Don't get... Don't, I know you're looking at the calf. Don't is that what that is? Thing, uh, this thing right Thank here? God almighty, I thought it was a pack of hockey pucks. <laughs> My God. Uh, I'm going to get Mickey cab. on the phone, by the way, because we're a little Oh, I can't Mickey. wait to talk to Mickey. Yeah, Mickey's... Uh, wait, hold on, hold on. Before you call yeah, him, yeah. tell me about George Sullivan. Uh, George is on, I believe, a two-fight losing streak right now, but he's got literally five times the amount of fights as Mickey. So he's a he's a guy from Jersey. He's fought out of Atlantic oh. City a lot. Uh, how many, so, what's his UFC uh, record? Uh, I have to pull that up. Hold on one second. 
He says it like it's a fucking shore. Mm-hmm. I want to know about who he's... Jay, I just want to know about well, who it's he's on your, You got it on your sure. sheet over there, but... He's got Ooh, a. Oh, that was a little jab. That was a little. Right? Do some right? show prep, motherfucker. Right? That was a little jab. George's three. And you know what, what else would be good with a new studio? Not a new producer. You're a fucking. George's three and three in the don't, episode. Don't try to get rid of Christopher Dusa. No, no. Is that what you're trying to say? You Although want a new flavor? Chris. Wait, I, what did you say he was, Christopher Dusa? He's three and three in the I will episode. say, Matt, you were right about Chris watching fights with Chris. Because before the Greg Hardy four in the Contender series, oh. and, and I'm like, I don't know what happened. He goes, Have you seen this Greg Hardy fight? I'm like, He's like, Oh. I'm like, all right. And, I, and we're just about to start. He goes, oh, my God. It's like in Gondo. I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> well, I called it the Greg Hardy fight. I mean, that was a giveaway. Well, yeah, but he's a bigger name. Yeah, sure. you, but you could have let me just watch it unfold. So then I'm like, oh, it's going to be a quick knockout. Uh, Big J, what do you don't like about uh, Chris Medusa? Yes. <laughs> Anything special? You've only been here a few minutes. Him. Top 30 things. <laughs> you're like... The top 30 uh, things you don't like about him? He seems fine to me. Uh, he looks like he might be married too young, judging by his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> you're a married dude, Big J? Uh, technically, but uh, not together at all. Oh, yeah, we've been uh, separated. Relationships for are so crazy. Aren't seven they? years. Yeah. Do yeah, we have yeah. Mickey on the phone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do they? Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, why am I? Why is these headphones not working? I only have half a headphone. What? I don't know. They were working. My headphones only half working. Right, Mickey. Well, then I'll talk to Mickey. You talk to. Mickey. What's up, Mickey? What up, guys? Dude, you with me, Jimmy? As he gets his headphones fixed, and Big J. Well, you guys know each other? Oh, oh yeah. Awesome, yeah. I got very excited. Mickey, you're back to fighting white guys again. Smart move. <laughs> Dude, that's, that was Jimmy Norton talking to you right there. <laughs> you yeah, should be in trouble. Yeah, sounds like it. How do you guys know each other? Or did you go over this before I got on? I was late today, Mickey, so I'm, I just, the stu- you know how the city is, the subways were broken down, and I'm sweating. So I don't know if they yeah. already went over this. How do you guys know each other? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Jimmy. Chris put his headphones. Oh, sorry, Mickey. I, I don't know if you're talking. Chris is adjusting my headphones. And he fucking yeah. put them on his head, and then literally I put them back on. It's like somebody pissed in my fucking headphones. We should have started the show over uh, from scratch. That's why I put them on the mic. Hundred percent shit show. But I'm so happy to be talking to Mickey again. Yeah, how sweaty is your fucking head? I- I'm hot. It's hot outside. Oh. Mickey, sorry, Mickey. Yo, tell me about good. working with Joe Schilling, man. Uh. I know you've been working with Joe, and I really, when I heard that, when I found that out, I think I saw it on Instagram. I instantly thought that was awesome. I'm like. Because everything's about chemistry, and we hung out with you, Mickey. I like you. I like your your you got a, a good vibe around, uh, about you, and I like that Schilling guy. And I don't know him too much. I only hung, I only met him a few times. But tell me how that came about. Yeah, Joe's a man. He's. Uh, I'm actually. I'm. I'm in ten minutes. I'm gonna be heading over to go work with him again. I'm. Work, I'm seeing him. He's like my boy out here. So I'm out in L.A. right now. He, he's like. He's like my best bud out here. He's been giving me a lot of work. Uh, I've been helping him with jujitsu. Uh, lately, the focus has been all on me, uh, and he's been helping me with striking. And yeah, he's a man. He's a great dude. You know, tough guy. Uh, a lot of knowledge. I'd say the best American kickboxer ever. Yeah, he's you know? nasty, just, man. He's one of those bad, guys. I'm sorry, Mickey. Go ahead. No, I was, I was agreeing with you. Just saying, he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, Mick, uh, Mickey, is it true? He's like one of those guys that can like smoke a cigarette or something, and then he goes do some rounds and stuff. Does he do that dude, kind of shit? We, yeah, we will. We will go for. He will be smoking a cigarette, pulling a park a lot. We'll go for a run. He'll smoke a cigarette. We'll go in the gym, do some kickboxing. He'll smoke a cigarette. We'll do some jujitsu. He'll smoke a cigarette. Wow. Yeah, he, he, c- cigarettes are like, yeah, throughout the, the session. That's so really crazy. Fun. Yeah, it's just so crazy. Some guys can just do that, though. And this guy will probably live to be 106. Some <laughs> yeah. guys just have that constitution. He's smoking creatine cigarettes? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you were just boys yeah, with him, and then that's how you got hooked up? Yeah, we um we have the same management in the past, oh. um, and that's how we we got introduced, became friends, and then uh, you know I I was just looking uh up my work, you know get uh get some you know get out of my comfort zone, get some harder uh sessions. So I'm actually I'm living in L.A. I'm living with Eve Edwards. Who, oh sh- wait a you, second, I know you know Matt? Holy shit, you living with Eve? That's yeah, yeah. I did not know that, yeah. man. He just he was just in New York. Uh... Have you ever met him? <laughs> Eve, I know Eve. Uh, I was. I he was just in New York recently. We played some phone tag. So shit. So your roommates with Eve Edwards. That's yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah. So man. I got a wealth of knowledge around me. You know, I'm 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 in a I'm in a, I'm in some good places. I got great people around me. Uh, and yeah. How, how does it get better than that? You know, I'm, I'm watching fights. Nick, you brought that whole crew out when we were in L.A., right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I met all those yeah, guys. Yeah, we all played guys. 
So now let's let's I don't want to bring up negative shit, you know what I mean? But let's talk about your last outing really quick. What do you think went south with with with, uh, with Randy Brown? And that was a little bit ago, wasn't it? When was that? Yeah, November. Yeah, that was November. That was Feels November. like it was forever. Um, yeah, me too. I, I, yeah, I was I was telling them to think to get back. I don't know, man. You know, I uh, I don't wanna, I don't make too much excuses. I, I know I I didn't I didn't feel right uh, that you know going into it like uh my you know I was just my my body was a little off um my, my stomach was off but you know I and then I also I had I just think it's it's a little bit of um you know coming into the UFC so young you're um yeah. everyone's gonna see my growing things you know I uh. And I, I had a little conceit in my jiu-jitsu. Once we hit the ground, I was like, oh, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And I, then I, I kind of had tunnel vision going after one or two moves that I, I thought, you know, were kind of my good stuff. But on a, on a long torso guy, it wasn't working. And then instead of, you know, not having the, I think not having the, you know, the, the experience and stuff to know, all right, just push up, get back to your feet, something else. Uh, I just kept thinking, oh, this is going to work. I'm going to sit up and get this, grab this guillotine, either sweep him or, uh, and it just, it, I, he kept stuffing it, and I kept going to it, and, uh, you know. Was he better on the ground than you expected? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He um, he, he definitely, like, thwarted my, independent my my stuff that I thought, some of my A stuff that I was going to, no one was going to be able to stop. Um, and he, you know, he stopped it, and, you know, it's all good. I, I know, I, I think nine times out of ten, I, I win that fight. Um, but, you know. As, Maybe I'll get another crack at it. Who knows? Strategically, were you surprised that he he went primarily to the ground? I, I was surprised that he did that. He because you know everyone thought he was going to stand up and try to avoid it, but he seemed to embrace that. So did he kind of catch you off guard when he did that? Yeah, and in my brain, I was kind of like, "Oh, this dumb motherfucker, he's he's dead now." Like, I'll, yeah. he's going to the ground. Me, all right, I'm going to get him. And I, you know, it, it, he 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 really impressed me. He had, he had he had made some improvements from uh, his la- his last fight. He's like certain things he's doing. Um, you know, it was, it was good. He was, when I would go to the back and typically he would go to stand up, he was rolling out. Um, I don't know if you're soaking up some knowledge over there at, uh, at the Sarah Academy. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> hey, I was conflicted when you guys were fighting. I, that's the one thing I hate about this. I always do. When you like that. both guys, right? Well, um, yeah, man, like Mickey's definitely a friend of the show. And then Randy started coming around like after that, but then he's been around at my place a lot. And he's like, and you know, and Mickey, you know, the deal with the fighters. No, we're, I get it. Most of the guys oh, are most of us are good dudes, man. Most guys are good guys, you know. Except for that Eve Edwards character that you're like with. Well, I get it. Typically, what's yeah, that? I agree with that? I say I typically don't know people I like as uh, as much as like fighters. Typically, because everyone <laughs> you know, everyone has their ego in check, and like you think yeah. people are douchebags, but really it's like yeah, everyone. If you're if you're gonna stick with this, you're gonna have, you know you're you're gonna have gotten beat up enough in the gym to not be a dickhead and know like how to be you know most people are yeah really nice guys totally agree and hey man i i what i could uh have what i have familiar with you is it's almost like on the job training like i i was known for my jujitsu when i got in the uh the ufc but i really had to start clocking in getting those rounds in uh underneath me when i was already in there and i was like i was like i had to get like thrown into the fire like that's how longo got me ready uh working with just stand up with just not allowed to take guys to the floor and work with golden glove guys and get mm-hmm. beat around a little bit and it's kind of like where you're at now where like how many fights did you have prior when when, you, when i had you... i had three amateur fights yeah. and then i had one pro fight so I, yeah i had like uh, not a lot of experience no, that's true, you man. Know, so yeah. now, like, but, but, hey, man, like, how old are you now, Mickey? I'm sorry. Uh, 26. Oh, you're young as shit. That's great. Yeah. And at the time that you took off from the Randy Brown fight, that was a good amount of time. So how soon did you move to L.A. after that? And did you get a lot of rounds under your belt? Are you feeling not? Listen, you were never, like, afraid. I never looked at you as a guy that's just flopping a guard or anything. You know, you're not like a mangina up there. You're, you're going after somebody. Nah. But... It is. It does make a difference when you get those rounds under your, your belt. And how many months you've been away, or from your last fight, did you clock in a bunch of rounds? Yeah, I've been, I've been sparring with Sheldon like three times a week. Like we've been, you know, we've been putting in work. Uh, I've been out here sparring Glory guys. I've been sparring, you know, boxers. Uh, I've been putting in my work. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of tough guys, like UFC guys. And yeah, I have I have more confidence. Uh, I you know I was always confident in my feet. I always knew I could I could you know I could drop anyone, but. Uh, I have more of it now. I have more, you know, I understand lines that strike. I understand strikes better. I understand, like, I, I understand it in ways I didn't understand it. Uh, 
and that yeah, that totally brought me a lot of confidence. And totally, I, I've yeah, I've clocked, I've been clocking a lot of work out here. And um, I wanted to, dude, I was chomping the bit after my last fight. I knew I underperformed. I know that 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 wasn't me. That even you know, yeah. that that wasn't me. And I so I was trying to like jump right back in. I was trying to get on that Boston card. I was trying to like come on short notice. And then <sighs> I came out to LA and I was like, all right, I'll acclimate myself and I'll take my time. I was trying to get on a international fight. We got, I've been trying yeah. to fight, uh, trying to fight in June. But then this one finally came along, and uh, I was like, "Yes!" And I, I, you know, I plan on go fighting a lot this year. I plan well, on I want to fight like four more times uh, well, before the summer. I want to, you know, I'm ready to go now. Sorry, well, George has lost three out of his last four fights, two by submission to uh, Nico Price and Tim Means. So I mean, again, you never know what's going to happen in a fight, but at least you know he does have some vulnerability on the ground. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crack him in his head. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, it's fun, Mickey. You saying that it wasn't you in that last fight? That's what I said when I. Walked out of the bar that I made them change the channel to your fight and kept yelling, "That's my friend." And then I was like, "Oh no, that wasn't him." What? <laughs> what a oh, I'm making a mistake. That wasn't my friend. What a fucking prick! You guys must be tight. No, yo, no, That's no. Great. I know Mickey. I texted Mickey right after that fight and told me he's still the baddest That's motherfucker. That's not my I know. friend. Oh, you know what? Jay. This TV. I thought this TV was in high def. That's not him. That's not the guy. That's fucked up. Uh, no, I love Big J, man. Big J is one, one of my favorite. Yeah, no one makes me laugh like Big J. He, uh, I see him. Every, yeah, I see him every time I go. Yeah, no, we hung out a bunch, Mickey. I love him, man. And it's funny too, yeah. Mickey, because sometimes with a fight like that, like we're sitting here, like, and you're we're, we're talking about like you're critiquing yourself and this and that. But sometimes, and you know this from just working uh, day in and day out. Sometimes you just have an off night of sparring, just like you might just have an off night in 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 the cage. That always, that always used to get to me, where I'm like. I'd have a bad day sparring, and I'm like, what if this was, like, leading up to one of my fights, and I'm like, now what if this was fight night, and I was just utter shit like I was tonight? Like, you know what I mean? And then there's other times, like, when you have just, it, when you have a great fight, it just feels like a good night of sparring, yes. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Totally, you might, no. So sometimes you overanalyze the loss, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, and, and you could, I, I could see how you could let it, like, change you and, like, you know, break your confidence or this and that, but, but yeah, like you're saying, like, you get a 15-minute block. There's a 15-minute time where you want to be your best absolute self. And, like, trying to figure out how to to be that and how to do that is, you know, it's, it's I, I, you know, I, I'm ho- I'm, I hope I, I've, I felt like I, I was able to do it in all my other fights. This is the first time I felt like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not me right now. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel great. Like, I, like when they call me to walk out, I almost want to be like, hey, can you guys give me, like, an hour? Can I, can I, <laughs> That's can funny. I, can I get another hour, you know? But it's like, nah, you got to make that walk and you got to go. Yeah, it is. I mean, and look, if it's happening to the other guy, it's great. If, if he's not feeling himself, it's great. But if it's you who's not feeling like yourself, you're like, oh, fuck, how do I get... I mean, what do you do to focus yourself? I mean, I've walked on stage and I felt like myself. Sure. But it's, it's different when there's a guy trying to knock you unconscious. It's different, yeah. It's you much different. Yeah, you're in the mirror going, come on, come on, smacking yourself in the head. Like, let's go. Like, trying to, like, jar yourself into it. And that's what I was doing, at least. I, I just was off. Was something on your mind? Was it a thing on your mind? Or did you feel nervous? No, it, I, it was, uh, it, I was. Just, I was just physically like my my stomach was upset. I was like I was trying to take a shit and like I couldn't like but I had to. It was like I just I, and then my you know I was I was like it did so that kind of I guess screwed me a little bit. I was like oh this is, I don't know if you guys noticed like if you work out hard and you have to take a shit you get tired right away. And I was like kind of nervous at that and I just I was like <laughs> I just I just need to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? The quote. What happened in your last fight? But, I just needed to take a shit. Yeah, I needed to. I thought I wanted an hour. I'm like, let me. This thing, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, you know, I didn't ask for it. That's part of your training now. Take a shit before the training. Dude, absolutely, it's crucial. It's crucial. Some, crucial. Yeah, some guys get really caught up in the whole superstition. Like, if they have a good fight, they're like, oh, I wore that stinky jock that one fight. I'm gonna wear that again and not wash it. I don't get like that. There's no, because the first time it doesn't work, your whole superstition is done. Exactly, yeah. and it's all bullshit at the end of the day. Yeah. Like in other words, this. There's times when, like, I notice a guy's a little off in the locker room. He's not feeling good. And I know there's times in my, when I fought, I'm like, yo, I remember leading up to it. Where I'm like, man, I'm not really feeling that great. And I'd go out and I'd fucking have the best fight of my life. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's all fucking bullshit. If that, yeah. <laughs> does that make sense? All the superstitions, all the, you know what I mean? Or, man, I'm not, you know, I was feeling better when I warmed up for this fight. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, basically. I'm just fucking babbling. But, Mickey, tell me about George Sullivan. Now, do you study your guys a lot, or do you just say whoever they give me, and I'm not going to study any tape on the guy? Um, 
yeah, it's it's whoever they give me, but I'm you know I'm gonna do my do my homework for sure. sure. I, I I've looked him up. I actually you know I uh, I was familiar with him because he he's from Jersey also, and he he was like when I first started like training and stuff. He was like he was like the guy in the area. He I, I like looked up to him a little bit. Like he was like he was the uh, he was the regional champ for CFFC, and he got called to the UFC. And like like I feel like I, I was like yeah I'm gonna be like that too. I'm gonna get be the champ. I'm gonna get called up to UFC. Blah blah blah. And that was pretty cool that I get to whoop his ass on TV. <laughs> How? Oh, he's thirty-seven. How old is this guy? Yeah, he's he's, he's older than me. I think he's like like I think he's like thirty-six, thirty-seven. He's ten years older. All right, so he could. So he so George Sullivan, and he could have went to school with me. You telling me? No, I'm only kidding. He's not that old. <laughs> I, I listen. My last fight was at thirty-six, and there's some guys in their forties still kicking ass. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was Daniel Cormier. Hey, hey, Mickey, thirty-nine. Hey, Mickey, I don't know if you you wish Jimmy a happy birthday. He just he just turned forty-nine. Let's wish him a happy. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. He's fifty, but that's not yes. <laughs> fucking prick. I'm a prick. I did turn. 50. I'm a prick. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Mickey. I'm sorry. Noise. I turned fifty. I just like Happy to. Happy birthday, Jim. Thank you. Buddy. Happy nice. birthday, Jimmy. It was weeks ago. Yeah, so it was weeks a... ago. Yeah. But fifty is a big one. It is. Halfway to death. <laughs> I was halfway to death. Hopefully, when I was twenty-six. Halfway. <laughs> More that than would be halfway. amazing. Oh my, George Burns. I'm fucking ninety-eight percent of the way. Oh shit. <laughs> hey, you still talking to David Adiv, Mickey? Of course, of course. That's my yeah. That's uh, your... always. I, I was just I was in Jersey for the, uh, like like two weeks ago for for like three weeks. Uh, yeah, that's my guy. He'll be he'll be in my corner. He's that's my dude for life. Mickey, you know? if, if you're in town for three weeks, I'm not putting pressure because I know you're living away and you probably have a lot of family and things you want to do. But come on, man, you can hang out with us in the studio. We have such a good time when you're in town. Yeah, no, I'd I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll be back after this fight in Nebraska, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll go uh, and we'll. I'll, I'll be all happy after my win. Let's talk about it. He's okay, a, buddy. He's got a fight giving up, coming up, and I'm uh, I'm giving him guilt trips about coming and hanging out with us. He's That's got all right. His, he's got <laughs> I know. Then George Sullivan. Then you're making me look old in front of my you're friend not, Mickey. First of all, you're not old. Fifty is fifty is the new. Anyway, let's go into. Uh, I can't wait for this fight. I can't wait for the return of Mickey Gall. And by the way, Mickey, can I say I thought it was a great move coming out to the Sopranos theme song? Are you going to stick with that? Thank you. Uh, no, I'll switch it up. It'll be. It'll look, I'll, I'll stick with the "Hey Mickey" part, and then I'll, I'll have a, a different fun song coming out too. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right, Mickey. Well, it's good talking to you. Good luck against George Sullivan. I can't wait, Mickey. Thanks, man. Best of luck. Talk if you say hello to both uh, David Adiv and Joe Schilling from us. Will do, guys. Thank you. Always great to talk to you. Love guys. you, Mickey. You too. Guys. Take care, Mickey. Love you too. All right, buddy. Uh, See you, buddy. Bye. UFC featherweight Brian Ortega loves the fight, loves the strategy. You know what else he loves? Toyo tires. Because like Brian Ortega, Toyo tires are as tough as they come. They're the official tire of the UFC, of course. There's a lot to love about Toyo tires. Aggressive design, proven on and off-road capabilities, tires for any weather, and the toughness to back it all up. There's a confidence that comes with Toyo tires. So no matter what you're driving, no matter where you're driving, you can count on Toyo tires. Toyo tires! Tough people love tough tires. If you're tough, these are the tires for you. Toyo Tires. The next time you need tires, ask for Toyo, the official tire of the UFC. Learn more at toyotires.com backslash UFC. toyotires.com backslash UFC. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. For savings of up to 700 bucks, Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. Plus, take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. 
And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up Podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points, back-to-back, essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power, and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Yeah, man, I like Mickey, man. He's just a tough, gritty, very, like, very tough. Jersey kid. You yes, he is. He's a good guy. Looks like a good guy. Yeah, like, I've right. met his dad before. His sister kind of yeah. hangs with him. Like he brings them all around and stuff. Like it's. I like that. There's a picture of us years ago at the Stress Factory. He came to see me with a bunch of guys, and he's like, yeah, it's me, and he's in the background. It was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah, I don't think I knew him then. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know if we actually officially met. This show, I don't know what number show this is, but this is the last time, and I'm going on record here in front of Christmas. This is 221. And Big J. Yeah. I'm not going to bring up the fact that you're 50 again. Why would you? Why? I'm lucky I made it to 50. Believe me, if I'm things not going to bring out, it up again. Things had worked out according to the way I was. I would never would. I would have been dead between 49 and 50. <laughs> but it's weird. Lucky though. to have made it. How old are you, Big J? Uh, I'm 40. You're 40. All right. Hey, but it is weird as as you get older, especially guys like us, because it feels like we're not maturing. I don't. We're feel not that adults. Way. I don't feel that way as I go home and adjust my Ozzy Osbourne photos on my wall. <laughs> it's all Sabbath and Ozzy on my wall. It's You're ridiculous. Doing that. We don't. Uh, we don't. Much. I think you kind of get locked into the age of when you started even doing comedy to some way. As far as like your mind, how fuck's your mind my works. excuse, Big J. I still play I'm video an games and. Well, you know why? Because oh, our jobs. It's okay to be fucked up. It's okay to have a weird backstory and there's no logical progression like there's no all right jay you've been a comedian for five years you now move up to executive vice comedian or matt you fight the it's almost like you go from fucking nothing to being the world champion or you go from obscurity to getting a special on it just happens there's no logic to it so you don't have to grow up the way people in that process grow up but it's also an industry where you're with each other so much that it's so funny watching everyone age through it it like when you met me i was 21. We 21 then? Do, I don't Usually, know. Yeah. 19 years, do I? Yeah. Wow. Keith started bringing us up in, uh, Keith started bringing us up in 2000. Yeah, 2000. I know you, 18 years. Oh my God, but Doesn't yeah. it feel yeah. like something that, like other people, like when they get older, just become kind of stiffs? No, don't they? Yes, don't you sure. feel? Well, oh, no. kind of, what yeah, is that? That's, that's kind of what I'm saying that's, about our jobs are silly. Like, we have unorthodox jobs. You don't have to, like, you're not trying to, I, I hope I get my name on the firm door. You know, it's not. Yeah, you're trying to make partner. You're just like, yeah, you, you just wrote a you know a new fart joke. You can't take yourself that seriously. Yeah, if exactly. That's involved in what you're about I to love do for work. Yeah, hey, that was a great, great preparing that paperwork, Johnson. Where it's like, <laughs> hey, Jay, that was great when you called that lady a cunt on the late show. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. It's a different life. <laughs> it is. It's fun though. Also, most people aren't at the office at two in the morning. That's uh, right. On a regular basis, or choking people. No, you know, most people like, aren't rolling yeah. around with their friends, choking you and getting punched. Hey, man, my best friend Longo is sixty now, and I, if you like. I don't look at him as being sixty. Sound now, sixty sounds fucking old. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. But I never once be. I feel like my best friend's older. You, you know, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. But then again, Boss I'm forty four. Plus the sixty one. Colin is like say, but it doesn't matter because again, they're still the same mentality. Yeah. they're still do funny. They, do they feel different than when they were forty? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm Physically, just, for sure. You change yeah. and you change. <clears throat> I've yeah. changed in my years. I'm not as angry as I used to be. I have a good life. It's harder to be mad. Like, what am I going to pretend? Yeah. Arr, mad about what? Yeah, you change. Mad about you. That's a great. Film. No, no, don't boo no, that. that was bad. Don't it boo was, that. I, I no, boo you know is not rough, strong Jay, I, You know what's rough? Jay, when I, I almost do like chip jokes, and I fucking hate that cunt. No, you know. Chip loves you. But, By the way, you come on the live show, right? You know, I, Chip's I, I, live show Jay, in Long Island. Big Jay, you're a comedian. He's a comedian. I'm not a comedian. Right. So I try. I try to do little jokes here and there, and he just looks at me with just disgust. It's almost <laughs> like if he tried to fucking fight. I'm only kidding, Jimmy. I love. If you, I buddy. could fight, you'd be surprised I, how well just I would do. Lay me out, right? I wouldn't <laughs> lay you out. Bitch, slag me. Try a north south on me and go. Wow, 
He's biting my dick. That's not legal. That's <laughs> <laughs> not good. That really hurts. Too bad this fight wasn't sanctioned. Yeah. I'm not doing <laughs> with you. You'd be surprised. I fucking not. It wouldn't be fun either. But I know how to get a man off me. <laughs> bite his dick. <laughs> AJ, how did you get into? How did you know you were funny in high school? Or when's your first time you did stand up? Um, I did it when I was nineteen. At uh, I started in all black comedy clubs in Philadelphia. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Now, and then now, we met Keith Robinson who brought wait, hold stuff. On. Now, I'm surprised you don't train. You should be training if you have to do that. Like now, how did that go? Good, but I, le I learned how to pander really quick. Now you didn't. that in a black rooms, you know, it's tough. Urban rooms are hard because for a white comic, they, a lot of times they're good if you show up. Like they kind of are, they're happy that you're there. You're sure. different, but if you stink, they'll let you know you stink. But you do tend to pander a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know what you mean. I didn't do the circuit that Jay did. Jay was really great in those. But I did a few of those gigs over the years, and it's like you do whatever you have to do. It was fun to kind of come back to those later in my career, though, too, and to like do it the way I would do any show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because kind of like when I was younger, I mean, I just wanted to kill. So I would, yeah. you know, I'm fucking stools with everybody on oh, stage. God, we all did it. Telling the, yeah. <laughs> telling the DJ, telling the DJ to hit it again, put that song back on, and yeah, breaking down rap songs. I just knew it would work. Yeah. Dude, I did. I won Black History Month contest in 1993 in Red Bank, New Jersey. It was only me and one of the white comic. It was mostly black people. And I had like these baggy pants. I took my shirt off. I had a funny hat on. I literally, if a gunshot would have rang out, nobody would have objected. But I won. I, I wish I kept that trophy. It looks like Nick Cannon found your old notebook and made specials out of it. I don't know if you've seen any. <laughs> I have not. What are you, you just described the Nick Cannon special. Oh Takes his shirt God. off. Does he? It slowly peels down. Oh Keep telling God. you how big his dick is. I respect that. I would too. If I had a giant dick and my, my act was okay, you bet I'd be harping on the dick part. You know who we interviewed this morning? I had Craig Shoemaker on. You know Craig? Sure, love master. Yeah, man. Craig has a big dick apparently. He said he could suck his own dick. So huh. just a prop for Craig Shoemaker, the love master. Can so, suck his own dick. Who is he? he Comedian's been around for a long, long time. He's clean. Long time, yeah. Um, come on, baby. He's just joking. For love, he's just joking if he's a comedian. He's joking about it. No, he's not. Not he that was, kind of comedian. Yeah, no. he's a clean comic on stage, and nobody goes in. He made. We we found out this morning because Colin was on the show. He's a Philly guy too. Oh, is he a Philly guy? Yeah, and uh, he has a big dick. That's what we heard. So I mentioned All it. Right. Sam so mentioned breaking it. news on UFC unfilled. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but he can blow himself. And I'm just That's saying a big that. Deal. Of course, so what the big else deal. What we got going on? I don't fucking know. I don't care. I yes, don't know the guy. We all respect if you him. Told me. We all respect him. He can blow himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You respect me? Um, no, I mean, I was able I can't to, do that. I don't think I can. I blew myself a lot as a kid, but then I realized, oh, wait, this <laughs> is somebody else. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Roll now. <laughs> so nasty. You got to find out if someone can suck their own dick because they're super flexible or their dick can reach their mouth. I yeah. asked him that, and he said, it's both. It's got to be both. <laughs> you need a combination of the two. He's like, well, I have what if my cheek. What if, what if, <laughs> I have a big dick. Is it impressive if your tongue just gets to the top of your helmet? No, because I've done that. I've flicked it a couple of times in my life when I was really? a young man. Yeah, but I was a young man and I was able just to snip it but I'm fairly flexible that was much more flexibility and an average dick than it was me having a big dick and being not flexible so let's talk about this George how Sullivan. about you Jay how close have you gotten no I would never even try oh, okay. I said I just knew I wouldn't my all the, all the body all the body in between I would just never get around that's it. hard yeah it's tough and why make myself feel like I've already done enough weird things how many things you have going Jay, Jay I love Jay has a legion of skanks uh, with uh, Dave and Lewis you have uh, fucking uh, you and Dan Soder doing the bonfire, bonfire and you have something else. These all are these SDR all podcasts. Show, yeah, man. Uh, Sirius XM uh, Comedy Central Radio is me and Dan Soder the bonfire. I like and Dan Soder. He's, he's hilarious. Guy. Yeah, he's great, yeah. And then uh, me and Ralph Sutton do on guests. I like Ralph a lot. Yeah, I do SDR show and. Uh, Legion of Skanks on that. Isn't so, it crazy yeah. having so many pro It's like you just do you get because I'm a panic stricken person. I'm like, if I don't juggle 10 things, I'm gonna fail. So if I have a bunch of things oh, in yeah. the air, they can't all fail at once. I have so many, you know, it's the same thing too. Like, I take care of like, I have a lot of overhead. So that's it. I feel like I'm constantly scared. I heard a Legion of Skanks. What exactly is that? Just is that just a bunch of comedians? No, it's just uh, three of us me, Louis J. Gomez, and Dave Smith. And uh, we bring on a guest every week, but we just kind of try to attack the grossest most horrible oh. sad treacherous subjects possible oh. and they have good fan base too man they have fans sitting there they have really good fans it's pretty great and then uh we've it's funny we've been asking for years going like where's the flack like why do we never get you know they'd have a they'd say this comic or that comic made right. like a rape joke or all these kind of things that, that all this flack comes yeah. back on we're like i don't know how we skirt through 
Well, boy, oh boy. When it came, it came nice. When and did big. it come? Oh, in the last couple of weeks. Not, not, again, I haven't heard. It's not because it's, it's not like national. It wasn't like Jezebel no, I, I wrote some article sure, or sure. something like that, but just like a guy interrupted our show and grabbed the microphone and uh, started saying it was like a white supremacist rally or something. Oh, you know what's going on? They keep God. saying comedy is dead. It's, I don't think it's comedy. Isn't it's Lewis satire. Spanish? Yeah, he's a Puerto Rican, and me and Dave are both uh, Jewish. Dave's Jew- I didn't know you were Jewish. I didn't yeah, Dave's and they Jewish. called us, uh, the guy was yelling that we were Nazis. But it's like, again, satire. Well, now that I gone. know both of you are Jewish and there's a Puerto Rican, I won't do the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for the heads up. Um, no, it's just so funny that people like yell and, and want to... And what Sarcasm were, is dead. What, the, what he was upset about was we have a, a fan made a teddy bear, an adorable teddy bear for us, that when you squeeze, it plays the song. It plays the scene from American History X of the guy singing the race, you know, to the... Sure. You know, the answer, whatever it is, like, my eyes have seen the glory of yeah, that song. It's super racist lyrics, and it's a little bear that plays so, it. Yes. So it's ridiculous. It's a joke, yeah. That's ridiculous to have that thing. And, you know, there's some guy gets up, and he couldn't take it anymore after that. But no one got mad at the actors who sang it. No one got no. mad at the, at the fucking director, uh, David Kay, I think his name was, for that movie, right, yeah. for, having, uh, for putting that in the movie. But if the comedians mock it, we're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ridiculous thing to have happen. You know, someone said... Lewis made a. Lewis started talking in a hillbilly voice and doing a white power speech at Skankfest, which was in the middle of a musical where he was about to sing a show to yeah. him about being an ethnic comic. That was the ridiculousness of what he was sure. doing. And then a comic left, and a comedian wrote a thing. Goes there was a white power chant uh, wow. at Skankfest. I didn't like that, so I just, I don't know what to do with it though. So then, what's funny is Lewis. Well, we got a hold of that guy. And we're like, because we were a little bummed out. We're like, if you're there, I could see just hearing that. Yeah. But if you were there, that's, you how, you, the that, that's how you're telling this yeah. thing. That's, that's the, you know, you're purposely putting that out of context. I come to, and they, they was asked to do Lewis's podcast, and Lewis asked me to come in, and we all came in Sunday morning for it. And uh, the guy was apparently there outside, but left. And then his, I said, I haven't had an interaction with this guy yet. And his first interaction was uh, he wrote back to the group, because like the producer and man, I'm like, hey, are you close? He goes. I decided I'm not going to sit down with a bunch of uh, a bunch of people I don't respect. Go fuck yourselves. I'll be oh. in the park listening. I literally goes. I'll be in the park listening to jazz and something. Oh, yeah, that sounds that sounds like a virtue signal. Uh, I don't know who the comic is, but it's almost like isn't that crazy? If you're going to sit down and, and with guys and and have a real discussion, like that's crazy. I said I genuinely would like to know, like what, what if you were there and you felt the energy of that, the positive yeah. energy of that crowd. I go. How did you possibly think? Yeah. Like try to try to represent that's what you saw, and like, but instead, of, the only interaction he's had with me, I guess, technically, is including me in a yourselves of a go fuck yourself. Because well, Lewis is sorry, Lewis is no. a Spanish guy. For a Puerto Rican guy to be sarcastically making a white supremacist thing, he's wearing a hat with a, a cowboy hat with an American flag on it. Like, he's he, making fun. Whole thing's of ridiculous. Him. Yeah, you can't even make fun of a mentality. Like you know, people don't realize that when you're joking, sometimes the exaggeration is the joke. Like, if you say, like, you know, you know, I fucked a woman, she was 178 pounds. People are like, so what? I fucked a woman, she was 600 pounds. But th- yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. the joke goes. Yeah. It's the exaggeration of the fucking joke. You know what I mean? It's just, we, we all know you didn't. The, exactly. The, the, the fact that you're lying is implied. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, my fucking plane, it was two weeks late. Nobody thinks your plane was two weeks late. <laughs> You're sarcastically overstating to make the point that your plane was late and you're annoyed. And when you have to, the, the, the craziest thing about comedy is when somebody who's not being funny questions you on it because you just feel like, no, 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 this is, this is too serious already yeah. of a thing for us to be in. You know what I mean? When they come at you like that. Well, I mean, and also you said that he was uh, going in the park to listen to jazz, so he sounds like a fucking asshole anyway. Oh, the guy's definitely a jerk off. I mean, if he's listening to jazz, no, no offense to everybody who listens to jazz, but... If you listen to the jazz, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't tell you. people I was listening to jazz. I, would, <laughs> I, would, I mean, if you do it, you do no, it. No, if you're into it, like, what is that shit? Like, I'll tell you what, if you're a 22-year-old white kid into jazz, probably you're pretending to be in the jazz to yeah. p- put some energy out there yeah. about yourself. I also <laughs> think sometimes people are scared of, of the discussion. Like, people don't want to be wrong. Like, nobody wants to go into... Like, I've had... I guess because doing radio, you have a lot of confrontations. You just do. We fought with so many fucking radio shows from Opie and Anthony, mm-hmm. so I never mind it. Like I've gone into those studios alone on the road, uh, and they're like, "We'll have you in, but we're going to talk." Uh, of course, and it's always okay. 
Yeah. It's never a bad because what happens is the minute you're in person, people like each other more than they thought they would. Yeah. Like that guy would have sat down with you and he would have been like uh, un- apprehensive, but then one of you would have said something funny or he would have said something funny and he'd be like, all right, these guys are okay. And you would have worked it out. So what annoying is that when we got there, even Lewis said before, he was like, because, you know, to the crew and everybody is, this is the guy who insulted their boss and Lewis. He's probably and saying, like, don't know. be a dick to him, right? Not even, he's, he's like, but he comes in, everyone else goes, well, from coffee, see if he needs anything. If he yeah. wants anything from like the store, go grab. He's like, whatever he needs. Because you respect said, the guy for the showing up. He's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Because, yeah, we understand. We go, I get he's, if I said, what's weird about that was, that was definitely a panic move when he did it, but I don't understand the mentality. For accusing us of being like such barbarians, whatever it is we're doing, we're like, why wouldn't you even like make up the lie that like, like it's a guy because you know what guys I thought about I'm a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know anybody. Can we maybe talk for a few minutes before we start the show live? Sure. Uh, will you guys come out front and meet me? Or even like, hey, can we do this actually maybe in a more neutral? Just like if he made it seem like sure. he was like, ah, you know, I'm nervous and I don't really don't. I don't know do how this is going to work. Yeah, I don't have to do so. I'm a little afraid to do. Or like, like talk to me about it. Instead, it goes to make it look not weak. I guess so. He comes on the complete offensive. Like, go fuck yourselves. I'm not coming. I don't. And, they, and then someone wrote. He goes. Hey man, he goes. I guess that's fine if you're not going to come. But just like it's it's a little shitty, man. Like people came from Jersey and sure, sure, sure. So he was supposed to be on the show. Oh yeah, last second he just last like minutes. Yeah. And then did he respond to that? Yeah, he goes. He goes. I don't give a shit. You're getting blocked now. That's what he wrote to the producer. And you're like, this seems like a weirdly aggressive, offensive guy for no one has done anything mean to him at all. Yeah, it it is. Everyone's been nice down the road. Some people just like that. Um, I can't wait till the show's over later and you tell me who it is off air. Yeah, I mean. I probably don't even know. You have no, I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Nobody knows this fucking guy. He's an open mic comic. comic. But but that just blows my mind that a comic at all, you're like, dude, you are. It's funny, I used you as uh, the example. I go, I, I don't know where he thinks or uh dave and lewis are for sure but just like from i've been doing comedy longer sure. than dave and lewis like he certainly knows like me or where i'm if you're a young com you know if you're a young comic in new york and i said that's re- reminds me if, if keith brought us up here and, and two months in us coming up here I started, I started a war with norton that's exactly the example i used they go out of nowhere it's like yeah norton sucks dick i don't give a shit and like why would you why do would that? you start with facts <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna insult them with that <laughs> you're gonna come out with, you're just gonna lead with fact exactly. hard fact but no you know what i'm saying I know what you it's mean. a weird sure. like coming in there i'm like why would you it's like i don't know you and now all i have is a bad opinion of you because the beautiful thing like what i've learned about working with guys is like you know you know who janine garofalo really loves nick DePaulo. They're yeah, good yeah, friends. Yeah. Like, she really respects Nick. And Nick likes Janine. I've talked to Nick off. It's not fake. We did the first episode of Tough Crowd together in 2002. It was like a test episode. Myself, I think it was uh, Tishon Shannon, uh, Janine, and Nick DiPaolo. And they genuinely like each other because they taped an HBO thing. So ideologies and all that shit when you're talking about stand-up or, or I guess fellow fighters even. like all it, When you're in the same business and you personalize somebody, like, oh, that's just what they, they believe and they're using in their work. Uh, but there's a side to them I can connect to. Like you know, it's sure. usually as comics, man, or I'm sure for you, Matt, you can meet fucking fighters that you you think you'd have nothing in common with. But the fact that you're both fighters, you just click on a level that you wouldn't in daily life. You saying me and Colby could be friends? <laughs> I bet you guys could be friends. Do you know why? Because he know he absolutely. Hold on, before you both. <laughs> Fuck that guy. You you said it, so I have to respond. Here's why I think you guys could be friends. Because right. he does respect you because you're you you upset the world. Of course he knows who you are. God damn right. You did come at him and he came at you, but. He's a, he's a guy, he's a welterweight guy who wants to be the champion. You get you guys understand each other in a weird way. Like, if you guys saw each other after a fight, after he just fought, you'd congratulate him if he won. You would. Or if he got really hurt, you wouldn't be happy. You'd be like, hey, man, you get him next time. You'd be nice. So, Jay, what do you got coming up? <laughs> Matt doesn't agree. Coming up. I got enough friends. I could use some enemies. Pointing at my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything. Maybe not. I mean, but I like Big J. Maybe you couldn't be friends. That was just my opinion. I got enough friends, Jimmy. How many friends you got? Listen, I, on, on Facebook? I don't know. What are you fucking talking about? Yeah, 5,000. That's where they make me stop having friends. I know. Don't you hate that? I was meeting so many people. But I can't, I can't understand not wanting to have the discussion. No. Like, I never wanted to not. Like, I would much rather be able to voice an opinion to the person. And make your point. Yeah, by the way, I would have... Not come into that being like this guy's a piece of shit. I would have. I, my question to him would have really been: like, It's like if you were, you know, you were at Skankfest, our yeah. festival. It was everybody like, was nice. It was. <laughs> well, my favorite thing about it is this guy saying there was a white making the news. News there's like a white power chant going on with no context. It's like coming up to me that night or like, I don't know the 
several of the black comedians have performed there that were like, man, I walked in there kind of being like, oh, this looks like a, you know, looks like a Slayer audience almost. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, but man, they were just a comedy. They were fucking great. Mike Yard destroyed. Mike Yard, yeah. That's who said to me the other day, Mike Yard killed. I was like, yeah, you don't understand. These are comedy fans. So they're excited to see you. Yeah, they're young. Not just a comedy show. They're here to see the people they're here to see. Yeah, they're not a bunch of racists coming to watch a comedy. It's crazy to think. Like you said, two Jewish guys in a fucking Puerto Rican. Like, and Dave is a very liberal guy. He's not some fucking conservative screaming the th- like. No, it, it's crazy for anybody to have thought you guys have that ideology just because you're, you're especially a, being that it's Lewis the one that he's going with. Lewis is the one who did Lewis this. It's crazy. I know another comedian just actually throwing Dean Thomas in your legionist gangs, and next thing you know, you got all the races covered. Well, they already <laughs> have black Dean's guys. Problems. What is Dean? He's black. The, how dare you? What is Dean? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, of course he's black. We had Jimmy Martinez on this week. There's no blacker. <laughs> I like Jimmy Martinez. I love Jimmy. I know Jimmy. Jimmy Martinez is a big guy. I know him as a kid since he's 15 and he used to be in the Boston Comedy Club. Yeah. And even then, I'm like, wow, am I glad this kid likes me because he's a big boy. Big boy. Oh, he's a big kid. He's he can... lost a bunch of weight and he's a oh, big Oh, he's boy. still a big dude. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy will throw a fist. Yeah. Jimmy will throw, but I'm, I'm, he was always funny, and he always had like a really uh, there was a sweetness to him. So I'm happy that he's doing okay. He's sweet and he's ridi- and he's ridiculous. Yeah, he's very very funny, and we love him. Like I said, that's that. How how much are you into MMA? Do you watch all the cards or no, or some of them, or with only the pay per views, or if it's in the bar you're at? I watch no, I watch a, a, a good amount of it. Favorite there's fighter? My, my, I don't have nobody fight, in this room included. Who's your favorite fighter? I say Mickey Gall. He's my buddy. <laughs> besides Mickey Gall, and besides me, I'm not gonna be. I'm, I know he's not gonna say me. Anyway. He will say but you. Who else? I would say you for sure. Who else? Like Chris the producer doesn't fight, so it doesn't mean. No, seriously. You like? Is there any specific guys? Specific guys you like watching? Um, I mean, I always like the personality guy. Yeah. So I said at one point I would have said my favorite fighter was Dan Hardy, just because I liked that he showed sure. up with red hair and the red yeah. contact lenses and just did. And then you know. Just got manhandled for several rounds by GSP. So you're like, yeah. all right. Like, and then he kind of fell off a little bit after that. But I like to say the personality guys. I mean, Shale was great. It was you know weird I mean? with I Dan love Shale. Hardy. Love him. And Dan, I, you know, so Dan Connor. Hardy I mean, I mean, Connor. Right. It's like almost like love hating Connor. Yeah. yeah. I, you can't not respect his fight game, but I mean, you know, he gets. I said Connor. I think's the first one stepping a little bit. And we we touched on this a little bit earlier. Sure. Uh, stepping into a big because if you, you don't want to get too wrestling. Because then it's going to lose the thing. You know, you don't want somebody coming down the ring with like their f- classy Freddie Blassie now, too, like talking sure, shit. With, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you don't want it to get to, you want to keep that semblance of real, but actual, it's fun to have like an actual story of like these guys. Is that, like if there's actually real drama. Yeah. If it's it's always fun. better. But when it's manufactured, you can feel it, I think, you sometimes. It. You really do. Connor's sideshow, though, is almost a distraction to the opponent. Like, his sideshow, though, when he gets in there, he really fights. Like, He'll t- talk shit, but it's almost like I know a guy who's a big dude, and he wears baggy suits, so you don't know how fucking big his arms are because he he'll fight. He'll gee, he's a martial mm-hmm. artist. Uh, Connor almost does that. Like you look at him and go, "Oh, this guy's clowning," and you're like, "Oh, his fucking left is as fast as anybody in the UFC, and he hits as hard as anybody in this division has ever hit." Like he catches you off guard because of the sideshow, and I think sometimes that works to his advantage. Like these guys are like get so mad, and they're like, "Fuck him, he's just talking shit." Uh, unless you get a guy like Nate whose head he can't get into. Or yeah. Khabib. He won't be able to get into Khabib's head. Well, that's the thing, dude. I mean, maybe he can. We don't know. I mean, it seems like he probably won't be able to get into Khabib's head, no. but who knows? As Early predictions you know. are all over the place. Yeah. It's, There's most, no consistency at all. Yeah, well, they don't know what kind of uh, what kind of pre-fight stuff they're going to have. They also want to see how they both handle the, the conference, the uh, press conferences together. Khabib's undefeated, and he's been begging for Connor, <sighs> and he strangles people. I mean, you know... I, I don't think he will get in Khabib's head I mean, at all. When you look at all of Connor's losses, it on came from on the ground. Yeah, that's right. And he said, "Uncle." And I'm not hating on the guy. Sure. People think I hate Connor because I just say what I'm, I see. Uh, every time it was Joe Duffy, Nate Diaz, and I think some other dude. I don't know who else. I think he got lost three times, right? Yeah, he's uh, eighteen and three, I think. I'm but they're all him. all three were by submission. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. Hold on, let me see. Let me All three was by submission. I don't want to cut off the guys. I have to get out of here. Oh, I'm Jay, you got mad? Yeah, I have to get ready to go to work and stuff. Okay, let's take a quick break. I got to piss. I'm gonna piss my pants. Yeah, Connor's twenty one and three. He, He's, he has a submission loss to Nate Diaz, Joe Duffy, and uh, Artemish uh, Satenkov. Okay, oh, Satenkov, right everybody. <laughs> oh, Artemis is back. 
Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our friends over at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Let's talk about buying a home. It is an extremely stressful but important purchase, and it's one of the biggest events of your life. But today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, which can turn a great experience into an anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying process. Here's how it works. They check your income, assets, credit, they give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to sellers. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They're going to lock your interest rate up for 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then once you've found it, if interest rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down, here's the beauty. You get to keep the lower rate. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-day purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Thank you to Big J Okerson. Uh, before we wrap up, a couple of... Uh, Couple of things. Uh, you know, Greg Hardy, uh, who's worked on that development deal for the UFC, two and zero on the finale of Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. He knocked out Tobias Gordon in 17 seconds. I don't know if he's ready for the UFC, but he really looks good. I don't know if he has a really good ground game, um, or if he's just a slugger who really, really hits hard. Because those guys, guys who just really hit hard, again, guys find a way around that. We talked about that earlier. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Dana was. They asked. Uh Dana after the fight and he was like you know there's nothing but time with this kid he can keep working it's only his second fight and he's you know he's got to work on his wrestling because after knocking out these two guys the way he did nobody's going to want to stand with him so you know but he looked really really good Matt did you see the fight I want to see it yeah I mean we could throw it on for it's 17 seconds yeah, that's what I want to see yeah. I was waiting to see I heard it was short that's why I wanted to see it here yeah so All right. For an- how many fights does he have? Second. This is his second fight. He fought on June twelfth uh, in the Contender Series, and this is his second fight, which was uh, right. yeah. well, Tuesday night. That guy night. has not been doing his abs. <laughs> yeah. Boom. He throws hard, and he's got some. He's got fast hands, but good, good knee. Drops him. Boom, boom. Back of the head, though. That was back of the head. Yeah, but that, he dropped him right above the ear. Yeah. He, how, was his, how many, he had a mean was, face on a bit too long for my one. taste, but um, <laughs> uh, he had a, like a mean face after he won. I didn't necessarily need that. <laughs> I, I could have done without yeah, that. He might have um, been in the moment. Yeah, he was in the yeah. moment. He was in the moment. But, however, he, he really is, uh, he has potential without a doubt. I mean, you know, you're not going to send him in there against DC. No. Um, but, you know, how old is he? I was about to ask that. Yeah, yeah, but I always jump to the age question, you know, because you humiliate people with age. I like to. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Uh, I'm, right I'm sorry, he's, Jimmy. He's only 30, so as a heavyweight, oh, he's got, time, he's got yeah. plenty of time to. Sure you know, does. People with this age thing. I remember when I was uh, 31 in the Ultimate Fighter, the comeback uh, season, and everybody was making like I'm an old man back then. They're like, ah, it's the old house. That's the guys that are older. What? You won that, right? Did you win this? Guys, cut it out, guys. Stop! It was over a decade ago. So what? It was over a decade ago. Doesn't matter. You still that I won the Ultimate Fighter season four. The comeback. God damn right I did. <laughs> God damn right I did. I did it. I'm sorry, guys. By the way, Dana said the uh, yes. uh, tough is sticking around. They're gonna do. They're gonna oh. keep doing more seasons after the Gaslam Whitaker season. Is that what he said? Yeah, but there's gonna be a new tough gym. They're, they're actually getting a new facility. Well, I've oh. seen the UFC facility. They took me on a tour when you and I did that thing. Yes. And it was, I mean, when, when the drivers took you all over the place. Ah. Those fucking. Breathtaking. Terrible. <laughs> what? There was the drivers. Oh, you mean. <laughs> that driver. Let me terrible. tell you about that driver. Does not get a hangout pass with me again. That was really bad. You know? I mean, he, what other. And the car company. Give me company some more gossip before too. we get out of here. Give me some oh. juicy, well, juicy. GSP is picking Khabib. Curtis Blades. After that uh, brutal uh, Overeem KO is uh, politely asking Stipe to fight. He's saying, I appreciate all you taught me five years ago. It's an honor to be a part of your camp with the current situation. I'm sure we don't want to wait until spring. Are you free? 
for this 25th anniversary card. He's not disrespecting him or saying, I'll kick your ass. He's just like, let's just fight because it'll be a big fight. Right. Well, and that, I mean, that love does make that sense. Fight. Like, that's a legit uh, call out. You know, who knows if Stipe wants to to fight that soon or what, but that's a that would make sense to put Curtis Blades with Stipe if, if you know, everybody wanted to do that. Cormier is saying if Brock doesn't make it, he will fight Stipe. Uh, he's fighting Brock because it's Brock. Um, but if he doesn't make it, I'll fight Stipe again. That's a money thing. And, and, you know, they have to understand there's very few guys who can draw like Brock, and it's a right. smart move. I mean, again, I get why they're doing it. Well, and here's the other thing. I mean, I think, I don't know how you guys feel. I think a lot of people are, are kind of assuming DC is going to win that fight. If he doesn't win that fight, Brock's the heavyweight champion, DC's retiring, then that opens up a lot of other possibilities too. Stipe could fight Brock. A lot of people could fight Brock if he's the champion. Absolutely. You know, so. That would be a great fight. I'd love to see Stipe and Brock. Right. And the one then thing, again, I don't want to see DC lose they to were, Brock. No. They were bringing Brock in regardless. So that's the one uh, thing that makes me feel better about it, where if Stipe won that fight, he would have been fighting Brock. So I Absolutely. think that's what makes me feel okay with the situation because yeah. you, in other words it's, it was not yeah, personal a, well yeah man it's the, a, this he's coming you one of you guys is fighting him next that's basically what they were saying you know what i mean so hey it is what it is but things are exciting though any other news updates that i have to know before we get out of here yeah there's some other news i mean you kind of mentioned it uh on the last show but we could i i got it you know kind of written down here kevin lee and rage and ally quinta have been what's going, going on with that uh back and forth so kevin lee uh, said on on a show he was on that he would love to fight Al. You know that they should put that fight together. Al, of course, responded on Twitter and said, "Kevin Lee is a dweeb. Doesn't make weight. Doesn't deserve a title shot. <laughs> Scared to bump up to his natural weight class at 170. I'll fight him no earlier than MSG. He's a bird, and I do what I want. He's uh, a bird. Yeah, and I call Jimmy a bird sometimes. Yeah, well, there you go. So maybe He's it my caught bird. on. And then, uh, and then, and then Al." Tweeted Beijing China versus a guy named Lee with like a you know thinking emoji, um, and then and then Kevin Lee replied, "Don't be a little bitch and try to get out of it. Come get this work." Blah blah blah. So these guys are going back and forth. That'd be a great fight. Yeah, two opposites. Yeah, for but sure. again, after Khabib, it was a good fight the first time too. Al has uh, yeah, that's right. And after Khabib, I mean, Al is certainly not afraid of uh, not that he was ever afraid, but you know what I mean. Like he's got some, he knows how to keep somebody from pulling him down when he has to. Yeah, Al's a terrible matchup for everybody in the yeah. division because he does it. He's not afraid of anybody. He and he can knock you out with one punch. When when is this fight though? What I'm looking at what this uh, oh, Mickey August Gall fight. 25th. Yeah, August 25th right. exactly. Which I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm going away on August 24th. All right, guys. Uh, well, we will oh, miss man. you a lot. Are you going to miss Christopher Dusa when he's gone? Uh, no. No? Jimmy, it's time to end the podcast. Jimmy, time to end the show. I'm going to be in Cleveland. <laughs> Jimmy, let's do the plugs now. Yes. Jim- All right, go ahead. Hilarity is in Cleveland. I will be there uh, the 17th and 18th. And check out Big J Okerson. Uh, really, really funny comic. Great, great crowd work. Um, he has a Netflix special coming out. We love Jay, so anytime he wants to come back. And thank you to Mickey Gall, our pal, for calling in. Good luck against George Sullivan. And we'll see you guys in a few days. Yeah, I got nothing to plug. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I really don't have anything to plug. People, train jujitsu and train the martial arts. It will make you a better person. Jimmy, you want to talk about any more guys? Oh, no, Jimmy's got to go. Everybody, thank you for listening. Goodbye, everybody. SarahBJJ.com. Goodbye, everybody. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.